0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Citizens of Lorcana podcast. A podcast where we invite you to be a part of their world. We're your hosts, Jared and James. And today we're talking with Eric Schweitzer of The Gamer. All about the big news from Set 3. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome welcome to another week. Last episode, James and I gave our thoughts on Set 2 so far, Rise of the Floodborn. And today we are excited to welcome the one, the only Eric Schweitzer of the
1: Gamer. Hey, Eric! Hello, my friends! I'm so excited to talk about our favorite collectible card game, DC Dual Force. Yes. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> nope. There's only one card game in my heart, and it's the one with the mouse. Not just the mouse. The mouse is the mice. With the, the mice. mice. <laughs> There are many <laughs> mice in this game, and one of them is terrorizing the meta.
0: Well, it's it's <laughs> funny as I was going back through because I watched the Great Mouse Detective not too long ago. Yeah. So it's been a while. Um, we watched it with my kids when they're younger all the time, but then I was like, There's the rescuers, the rescuers down under. Like Disney went through a phase where they just really liked mice. Sure, Cinderella has mice.
1: Goes, uh, goes. Maybe there's more mice. I'm not thinking of. Maybe it is a mouse. It's the house of mouse. I mean, <laughs> so Zootopia has mice. There's got to be mice
0: in Snow White and Cinderella. Not obviously, yeah. Cinderella, But I meant uh, woodland CD.
1: creatures, right? Everywhere,
2: Mouse everywhere. It's like mouse talk. Why? Why aren't and and why aren't there more
1: cats hunting these mice? Well, Lucifer is really uh, putting in the work yeah. these days. Right. I'll tell you that i don't know what are we talking about jared what's on the schedule
0: well we cleared the schedule because you have some
1: news to share with us we're, we're going to talk about the news I do i do this is exciting because uh at, the embargo lifted as we start recording so you fellas have not seen this news your listeners have because we're in the past <laughs> uh but this is going to be a live reveal for the citizens of Lorcana. are you ready uh great. i'm ready yes let's go okay uh i am excited to share with you that disney arcana set three is officially titled share share into the <laughs> inkland, into the inkland. Oh that kind of looks
0: like indiana jones that's it the vibe does look it like indiana me. jones yeah that's so what i thought your, of too g-
1: give me your first impressions what are you what are you thinking it's it's very
2: indie and it's very indie i mean and 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 actually that kind of fits because indiana jones is all about going on an adventure right
1: yeah so yeah you're getting adventure vibes
2: my
0: right track my first thoughts when i saw this was i remember when they were teasing set one they talked about how the inklands were these distinct distinct locations throughout the great illuminary and then my second thought turned to steamboat willie mickey who's uh, card flavor says something about him traveling the rivers through the Inklands. Like those were my first two thoughts.
2: And, and this is just furthering the story even more because after after the great cataclysm that causes the flood, what do they have to do? They have to figure out where all of the things went that the
1: flood took away. So now they yep. got to
2: go into the Inklands and start. Where's
1: Oswald? <laughs> yeah, you're you're exactly right. Our last cinematic showed many uh, Disney artifacts being swept away in the flood and now we're going to venture into the inklands to recover them. Can I read you a couple of excerpts uh from the press release? Yes. Yes. Uh the the set debuts new in-game mini stories and expands featured characters into the inklands will release first at local game stores on February 23rd. Oh, okay. what we expected, right? Okay. Um okay, so for the first time since the game's launch Players or Illumineers will be able to have their character glimmers visit locations from popular Disney stories, such as Nui from Disney's Moana or the Jolly Roger from Disney's Peter Pan. Locations are a new card type that open up new strategies. Some give bonuses when characters visit them, while others provide benefits just by being in play. These new location cards will be included among more than 200 totally new cards when Into the Inkland launches. This new set also introduces additional narrative across cards as stories unfold through quotes and descriptive text, allowing players to discover even more links between cards. There is so much to unpack there. Yeah, that's a lot, right? That's so much lot.
0: to unpack. Locations! Location. Nice. Like, I can't even think about how locations work. My mind immediately goes to the Star Wars Decipher game where there were locations that had like ground locations and space locations. But Lorcana so far has existed without locations. So my mind is having a hard time
1: just even imagining how these are going to work. So let's let's put a, a pin in locations and we'll talk about that more in a second. Let me go. Let me go through a couple more things here. Uh, okay, a bevy of beloved Disney stories and characters will be making their Disney lore kind of TCG debut And in Into the Inklands. Players, players will now be able to quest for lore alongside fan-favorite good dogs like Disney's Pluto. Yes. Loreconi dog. 101 Dalmatians Perdita. Ooh. As well as characters like Scrooge McDuck from DuckTales. Oh, Scrooge. man. Scrooge? Hit Cloud Kicker from Tailspin. What? and Jim Hawkins and the RLS legacy crew from Treasure Planet. Oh my wait, gosh. Wait a second. Tailspin, that's Disney yes. Afternoon. Right. And, and DuckTales.
2: Right. But uh, but Scrooge has has been in other cartoons this, before. Yes,
1: but this is DuckTales Scrooge specifically. It's Wow. Yep. They're bringing in Disney
2: Afternoon. Everyone's going to be so excited. <laughs> Everyone I'm else is going to lose yeah, their minds. This, yeah, this is this is awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, And it says specifically bringing late nineties nostalgia to the game. Wow. So I'll, I'll say uh, I've got a little bit more here, but I just want to say that I am so much more excited about this theme just from what we already know compared to rise of the floodborne. I love the adventure theme. I love the narrative of venturing out into the inklands and how that ties to the location cards I love the the whole 90s package and, you know, shows like DuckTales and Tailspin that are all about going off on adventures and distant lands and Treasure Planet, too. It, it's all working together in a way that I don't feel like Floodborne really did.
2: Well, you had to set things up. There's always the the part of, you know, the first act where it's just like, OK, you got to get that. That, that, that setup out, you got to get all of that, uh, what, what is the word I'm looking for, uh, where everyone's just sitting around talking about things, backstory, story, you know, all that <laughs> stuff, exposition, exposition, that's the word mm-hmm. I was thinking of and just getting all that out. And, and so that's kind of what we had with, with floodborne was just getting that, that initial story set. And now we're, we're going on the adventure. So now we're, we're hopping into act two where all the big stuff happens which is cool.
1: Yeah. Uh okay, let me keep going. Uh we've got a little more. So, uh into the inklands continues the story of the illumineers who were mysteriously transported to the realm of Lorcana after accidentally unleashing a flood of mixed ink that scattered precious lore throughout the realms. Illumineers are now tasked with finding the lore and returning it to the Hall of Lorcana. However, their quest may be more treacherous than they realize as an ominous shadow storm has been spotted gathering at the edges of Lorcana, adding urgency and mystery to the path ahead. What does that mean? Is this narrative or is this going to be part of gameplay? gameplay? So the earlier when I talked about the, uh, you know, the additional narrative across cards, the stories unfold through quotes and descriptive text. I'm hoping that that means that we'll see more of the story come through in the cards and not just in the animatics and, you know, in the booklet, the trove book, like actually story coming through in the cards will be really exciting. But what's
2: this shadow storm? That's it's essentially what it sounds like is it's the bad guy or the the nemesis of the lore collecting.
0: Shadow storm.
2: That sounds to me like the
0: ink blot from Epic Mickey. I mean, (laughs) there are just so many parallels of
1: Disney Lorcano with Epic Mickey. Uh, Final thing here is the product list. So expected stuff, but some surprises. Okay. Uh, So we're getting two more starter decks, Mm -hmm. an Amber Emerald and a Sapphire Ruby. Let that sink in. Okay. Uh, Booster packs, a new trove, a new gift set. Ooh. Uh, a thirty dollar gift set. Okay. So nice. something closer to set one, maybe some more jumbo cards. Yeah. Uh, accessories including card sleeves, deck boxes, hmm. card portfolios. So Ooh, new binders port- this time. All right. Uh, and play mats. Uh, and that's it. And I'm guessing you guys probably want to see some cards. That wait, would wait, be wait. awesome. I thought you you kind of
0: set that up as like stuff we're supposed stuff we're expecting but yep. sounded like
1: there was a surprise no surprise uh well new portfolios okay. i think that that's good news and okay. guest sets are coming back all right yes uh, let's see the cards okay well first of all here's another lovely piece of key art i think you'll enjoy this one for your listeners uh shows a vacationing Gosh. stitch and a pirate piglet that's awesome uh you've you if you've visited the game or you've seen the news you've already seen this art but there's that for you guys all right let me show you some cards and then we'll look at the products so here are three new cards for you so we've got mini mouse the funky spelunker Ooh. <laughs> a rock climbing mini uh she looks like uh, it's a steel one cost it looks like zero three yeah yep uh ability journey while this character is at a location she gets plus two strength at a location mm. nice pun on the uh, flavor text she'll never cave <laughs> under pressure yeah that's good stuff uh piglet Pooh pirate captain a two 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 Uh, with the ability, and I'm the captain, while you have two or more other characters in play, this character gets plus two lore. And it doesn't look, it's kind of covered, but it doesn't look like it has any lore naturally. Like it only gets the lore if you have two other characters in play. That's what I think it is. But it is a super rare.
2: So this is uh, on theme for the artist. I noticed the artist is Grace Tran, who
1: uh, has uh, drawn a few other pirates, I think. Oh nice. Yep. And it's on theme for the expansion too. Who who would have guessed that there would be a pirate
0: piglet? Like, right. Yep. This is what I love about Lorcana or a spelunking mini. I mean, this is I love that Ravensburger has been giving this this a creativity to explore these different ways to express these characters. Right.
2: I mean, mini with the, the the floodborne set with the diving and the scooter and all of that. She's just out there like being
1: adventure mini just living living her best adventure life <laughs> <laughs> uh the third card here is a new emerald Peter Pan, four cost three three Peter Pan lost boy leader his ability I came to listen to the stories once per turn when this character moves to a location, gain lore equal to that location's lore what now that tells us a lot, yes. <laughs> oh look at the
2: look at the flavor text there the illumineers needed to someone to find a missing spellbook,
1: and peter was the first to volunteer mm. interesting we have a spellbook, uh an amethyst but could this be a different spellbook? interesting i like uh, it, I think it's was, it yeah.
0: was it the spellbook that martin
1: was jamming out to you right mm. i think it, it might have been mm. Hmm. So this P- this Peter Pan tells us that characters can move to locations. And it also tells us that locations have their own lore value. Yes, that's super interesting. Would you like to see a location? Yes, yes, please. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take a look at this one. This is Forbidden Mountain, oh, Maleficent's awesome. Castle. Uh, Somebody un- go ahead and unpack this one. Wow. Okay. Go ahead James. They're things things all in at. different
2: places, but I'm just looking at everything. So Forbidden Mountain, Maleficent's Castle. Uh it's Amethyst. Uh it's got a 2 cost, it's inkable. It looks like it has That's a weird symbol. That's not yeah. That's yeah. not a strength symbol. That's a one that kind of looks like a strength symbol, but also not. Uh, and then, but it does have a willpower symbol of, and this, and it's willpower six and the flavor text in eerie quiet surrounds the castle, but beware of the dangerous occupant within. And it has a lore, a lore yeah, symbol. What's a that lore symbol?
1: symbol? Uh, it's going to be fun to try to guess what's going on here. I think people, by, I mean, by the time you're listening to this, people have probably had a lot of ideas, uh, maybe even a consensus, I have played some villainous and there's definitely some similarities here to villainous, right? Because that game has locations too, right? Mm -hmm. I want to say, so obviously characters can move to locations. Uh, we don't know what that mechanic is. If it's, if, if they have to exert to do that, maybe now you can challenge quests sing, or travel, it could be a new exert function, maybe, Mm. um, the willpower tells me that you can attack a location, yeah. that you can challenge a location, right? right? Yeah. Uh, to and banish a location. What could that other symbol mean? Well, Is that the it's strength got,
0: of a location.
2: It's got the hex symbol built into it as part of it. It's yep. kind of got like an ink dropper kind of symbol around it. Because if you look down below on the artist, that symbol turns sideways is the same as the symbol uh that wraps around uh, near that you know around that yeah. but you're it's totally right little, it's got yeah. that little triangle at the top so it's got to have something to do with i think it has something to do with the ink of course something to do with maybe um how many characters
1: you can have there possibly yeah. it could be how many characters can be there yeah it could be because it does have the strength symbol baked into it like you pointed out. It could be how much additional strength a character gets when mm-hmm. they're there. Yeah,
0: that could be. That's interesting.
1: Um, but can we also
0: take a step back and just appreciate this art on this card? Oh man, yeah, that I've just been staring at that. Phenomenal.
1: S- horizontal cards are going to be... <laughs> that That opens a whole new way to, to look at their kind of art, right? Uh, That's be only, so cool.
2: Believe it or not, I mean, actually, you probably believe this. The only issue I have with this is that the art is not more of the card. Yeah. That's the only issue I have.
1: Right. Yeah. That it's less than half of the card. Yeah. Yeah. Well, could we get enchanted locations maybe? Ooh. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) and then and then it has a lore value too which could mean you get that much more lore when you quest there or it could replace a character's lore value and that's how much you get total well with that peter pan card getting the
2: lore amount of the location when he moves there i'm guessing that yeah there's you, because you can earn lore on a character normally, and then their abilities sometimes give you extra lore, I'm guessing that they, there is likely a way to earn lore just with the location.
0: Yeah. Alright, here's a question. Do you think you'll be able to move to your opponent's
1: locations? Right, so that's the interesting thing. I I have to assume so, because you can challenge a location and banish it, it seems.
2: I don't, I don't so, think you can move to it, though, technically. I mean, technically, I don't know if it's co- it's going to be moving to it. I think it's going to be – I think you're still going to be
1: on your own board state. Well, in maybe. Villainous, both players can move to a location regardless of who played it. That's true. Okay. So, yeah, maybe. I guess we'll see. Yeah, so it and you know why would you want to banish your own location? Like you yeah. played it for a reason, right? Right. Um it's interesting. I it could be something that doesn't fit into like a meta competitive kind of situation because like you have to play cards that could benefit your opponent. But we just don't know what all the different things locations can do yet, but it will definitely be a really fun and very flavorful uh yeah. mechanic
2: and this, this seems like a, a very i mean it's a common so this definitely seems like
1: the base, vanilla yeah. very
2: vanilla base you know yeah generic location and, and i'm assuming we're going to get some pretty funky stuff out of these
0: or it's potentially awesome. they can maybe even introduce a new format of play with you know location based that's true
1: yeah um. Yeah. I. Uh, it's also going to really disrupt the um card ratios for the set, because as far as I know, it'll still be two and four cards, but now a big chunk of them is going to be locations. And is that going to come out of the pool of characters or the pool of actions? Like, we're going to get less of something else because now we're going to get all these locations, right? Right. I mean, it would have to imagine. right there
2: in the in the set. So the locations are getting added if there's still 34 cards per color with 204 cards, which it says 204. So there is, uh, it's yeah. so 34 per color. So that means this is right at the end of the, uh, amethyst color, uh, run. So there's probably going to be, I mean, based on this, there's at least three 30, 66, 67, and 68. There's at least three locations in amethyst.
1: Yeah. I would
0: it's have to imagine math
1: there since,
0: I would have to imagine since we've had so many characters and they've pumped a lot out already. I'd imagine that they probably cut back on the character count. That'd be my guess.
1: Mm. Um, really cool. I'm really excited to see what uh, locations do to the game. Cause that's a, that could be a big shakeup. Yes. Uh, I have another thing to show you, and it's all of the products. You want to see that? Yes. All right. Here they are. Oh.
2: Oh, nice.
1: Okay, so what we're looking at is the starter decks. We have our Amber Emerald featuring uh, Perdita, I think, or Pongo, and the puppies, and the Peter Pan we just saw, and then the Ruby Sapphire, which has a new Moana, and the Scrooge. Uh, we can see our new booster box, which is this... going to feature uh our mini A Jafar and the Pirate Piglet, and this then the coloring belt. is just Inker throwing me off. I'm I'm
0: not used to there being like a light color palette. I know here. it's
1: it's really cool, right? It's it's a nice change. Yeah, yeah, very different color palette. Yeah. Uh, I... our. Deck boxes. One has our Scrooge, the same one from the starter deck, and the other one is a new Robin Hood. So a Robin Hood in every set so far. Look at those playmats. And then the playmats. Yeah. So I guess we have what to me looks like a new Floodborne Stitch Uh, in a spacesuit that we, I don't think we've ever seen before. That looks original to me. And then... Uh, the other one I have to assume is Mata Nui. I think that's probably the location, right? It doesn't, yeah, oh, yeah. It's like wide frame. It look, it doesn't look like a character card. It has Moana on it. It's not the same Moana that's on the starter deck, and she has her back uh, to us. So I think that's probably what the Montanui location card will be.
2: This looks so nice.
1: There's your, yeah, it's beautiful. There's your full art, a location, James. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, that's a that's a really nice landscape shot. I I really like that a lot. Man, mm. so much good stuff. Really good stuff. How exciting! That's really, so cool.
2: I really do. In I'm really enjoying the as you mentioned the lighter palette, the color scheme, and how much it just really just immediately evokes the Indiana Jones kind of vibe of adventuring and and all of that. I mean, it's just so easy to see it just without actually copying anything it's just it's just pulling into that pop culture-ness of it and just like bringing it right into that space without any effort at all
1: yeah
0: i am so excited for scrooge mcduck right Right? just seeing this right now i want it in my
1: hand so is that i it's if you zoom in it gets a little blurry i'll uh i'll see if we have another shot that's more high res but i think this is all i got but is that scrooge from original ducktales or new ducktales it looks like the new ducktales to me looks like new ducktales to me too david Tennant ducktales yeah yeah Yeah, i think so um yeah so we'll see i i would sure like to see some og ducktales though i'm sure we will we'll see something right Well, it's
2: interesting because they said they're pulling from 90s nostalgia. So you'd think they would do the 90s version of DuckTales. So I'm guessing there's going to be, has to be some of that in there.
1: Right. Well, and, you know, there's, Launchpad is on the new DuckTales. So there's a new version of Launchpad, but the other Tailspin characters are going going to have to be the 90s version because there is no new Tailspin. So on the front
2: of the booster box, there's a new Tink. Yeah, and a new Pongo.
1: Is that the same? Is that Pongo the one that's on the starter deck too? Looks yeah. like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And a few, uh, of the, a few of the, the 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 baby Dalmatians, the puppies. And,
1: and it looks like Jafar has recovered the lamp after it got washed away uh, uh, by the flood. Uh, that's no good.
2: <laughs> and I, I really want to see the detail on that Robin Hood because it's.
0: I do too. It's hard
2: to make out. It's hard to make out with the. The, the, how small the art is
1: oh, yeah he's just lounging oh, okay <laughs> yeah laid back with his uh loot it looks like he's on a raft yeah on he's on he's just river. uh rolling down the the ink uh ink river yeah exactly uh i'm really excited for this um yeah it just it immediately has such a clear direction and just like a a really cohesive vision i know we'll have there's still two or four cards. We'll have plenty of things that are just a generic character that don't necessarily fit the adventury into the Inkland's theme. But just from what we've seen so far, it is like it's it's going in a good direction.
2: But even with the, the the vanilla characters, I mean, we got Honey Wizard on a vanilla. And I mean, that's just amazing art. So they can it's just they just mix it all up. I mean, some of those vanilla characters may have key pieces of flavor text. To help
1: with the story. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, this would also, this would also be a great set to introduce Strange World. Oh, yeah. I Mm -hmm. mean, even the font, even the end of the Inklands uh, key art font, like matches Strange World perfect. Uh, I know that's not everyone's favorite movie. I I liked it quite a bit. Um, And it fits that pulpy adventure film thing. Right. Right. Wow. So I am
0: I'm really curious to see how these in-game narratives play out I mean the cards developing stories and we've been getting like little hints and nuggets of it and set one and set two and that's what they said in that interview that Samantha McFerrin did I think with Dicebreaker that set one and two were setting it up and set threes when the story would take off I think I think a lot of us are ready to hear that story And it also makes a lot of sense to me because we've been saying since the beginning that set three is when this game should be widely available. And they're Mm -hmm. expanding to so many markets. They're printing it in Italian. I think that this is the set where they turn it around with product availability. So they want to bring it. They want to bring something that will bring people back into the game and bring new people into the game. And this seems like a a good way to
1: do it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um yeah, I uh and I suspect those starter decks will have some locations since that's sort of the new thing. We'll see if there's a new keyword too. I don't know if they told us about bounce and resist when um when floodborne was first revealed. I think resist. They did, okay. They
2: tell us about resist,
1: yeah. With that's the only thing they really did was like, hey, there's a new
2: keyword, resist.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I, am i am definitely most curious about locations and whether that has an impact or if that's just kind of a thing you do in your fun decks, you know, Mm, I'm so excited. (laughs) I feel, you know, I feel like locations
2: are going to be important for deck building. I really feel like they will.
0: I think so. Well, uh, we will have to see how they work. Well, if James feels it, it must be so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) um all right well, Okay. Uh, what but, else have you got to show us eric well uh that's that so that's all the set three stuff but i do have a point of criticism and it's that i think we're they're still way too early on this i felt that way in set two that they sh- started the hype cycle too soon and kept it going too long and i think that uh the beginning of week three of floodborne is way too soon to start promoting uh, Set three and I I get the idea of like wanting to keep the hype train rolling nonstop but I do think that you have to build build it back up sometimes because uh, I by the end of set two and you know I'm a content person so like it, it is more work for me than the average uh, Lorcana enjoyer but I was getting pretty exhausted with the trickle of new cards. Um, by the end of uh, spoiler season for for Rise of the Floodborne. I really just wanted a good three, four weeks of just a blast. You know, every day would be like five, six cards, like boom, 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 and just get them all out there. But instead what we got was like, here's a card, two, three days later, here's another card. And it like, there was a whole week of just Merlin and Mim. Every day was like one more. And I, I just it didn't make it made me exhausted with floodborne before it ever came out and i don't want that to happen again for inklands but the fact that we we've already started showing stuff off you know at the beginning of december when this comes out at the end of february does worry me a little bit that we're going to get that super long trickle again do you guys feel that way too i
0: want to say a couple things to that point number 1 100% agree i Kind of didn't want to see anything until after Christmas. Like somewhere around New Year's is when I was hoping to start seeing set three. Mm. That way it gives us time to rest and digest, you know. And just enjoy two. the current set. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know, for somebody who my Twitter account really loves spoilers because people love, you know, these reveals. Mm-hmm. So like I enjoy that, but I just really wanted to enjoy set two. Um, but to your second, my second point to what you were talking about, I kind of feel like the trickle of card releases for set two was strictly because they still don't have their content creator, like program ambassador mm. program down. I feel like once they button that down, that the release schedule is going to be more tight. And, uh, I don't know that that's my hope. Uh, I'd have to say I agree. I would like some time to enjoy the current
2: set more than just a couple weeks. Uh, Even though I did uh, when I woke up this morning and I was getting ready for work, I'm like, you know, yesterday morning. but it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. When I woke up yesterday morning and uh, I was just like thinking, you know, right about this time, three months ago, we got the tease for set two. And I was like, I bet you we're gonna get something soon. It's
0: your fault, like, James.
2: I know, right? <laughs> I just and and it it does feel too early. I don't I don't mind really, because I I mean obviously I enjoy seeing the new stuff and I enjoy seeing the new cards, but also yeah, on the flip side, uh having that that anticipation of the new stuff and seeing it and the fun of seeing all the new things, having it a bit more condensed, uh probably would help keep the hype uh yeah, keep the hype a little bit more condensed into that six, six to eight weeks before the new set.
1: You know, I I cover a lot of live service games. And to me, uh a TCG is just another kind of live service game. So I I kind of see things like this and like Destiny and Fortnite as all sort of the same thing. And there is a ebb and flow. There's a life cycle to live service games and to hype. And there will come a point during this current season where everybody's going to be kind of bored with Lorcan. Um, And that's when you want to hit everybody hard with the new stuff. And I think that's such an important moment when the meta has been settled we're playing the same decks every week. We're all kind of ready for the new thing. That's when you blast people with the new stuff and get everybody excited again to keep to keep it going, to to restart the cycle. Um and that this like today this week is not that moment. And I love this stuff and I'm so excited to see it and it does get me excited. But I'm still working on my decks for the current set. I'm still refining. We're still trying to figure out the meta and I just I think it would have been better to wait a while. I guess we'll have to wait and see if uh, you know, they start adjusting
2: accordingly based on the, as you mentioned, the ebb and flow of, you know, letting the set sit for a month before even attempting to to get into the,
0: the upcoming set. Right. Wait, wait until people are mad. You know? <laughs> I feel like that's you know, funny. <laughs> I feel like if they announce it this early, that's that's fine, you know, give us a little tease, but As far as like really digging into it and getting the reveals out, give us some time. Wait, like wait until the new year. Um, January is such a boring month anyway, that doing set, you know, reveals in in January would be so much fun. I really, as much as I'd love to see the new cards as soon as possible, uh, I would much rather wait until January because I feel like it's going to be more meaningful than because like you say, we're going to be upset at the meta we're gonna be so over popsicle control
1: (laughs) yeah and that's probably a good segue into i want to talk about the meta but the last thing i will say about this is like this is when when they do this reveal with the name and the products and some cards and the mechanics like the genie's out of the bottle now and it has begun and now the conversation is are we going to get darkwing duck are we going to get gargoyles you know and it's going to be that nonstop until this comes out and now it's going to be like um oh we saw all those cards two weeks ago when are we going to see more why are we waiting so long like now it has to keep going yeah it has to like trickle now like they've set it up that way or else people are going to get weird we'll probably get like
2: a card a week or something like that for the rest of the month. We'll get a Christmas surprise. Right. But some Christmas present of a card or something
1: like that. Yeah. And but, but, yeah, but even think... if if they stop now until Christmas that won't be good either, right? Right. Cuz now we've seen like, something. What's going on? Where's the stop? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I it's don't know, unless they you know, set up that expectation that you know, we're revealing this now, stay tuned for more information at the start of the new year. But you read the press release, and it doesn't sound like that's in there.
1: No, that's not in the press release. But, you know, that could always come up on the Discord or something. They could they could give us a clear timeline, and that would definitely help. Yeah. Um, but that also hurts the surprise factor, because this was a cool surprise. It was.
2: Even so, though yeah, I was thinking this about was fun. it. <laughs> Even though I basically predicted it and made it happen, it's a surprise. Uh, so so, so you, should we so talk Popsicle? Yeah, so you wanted to talk some meta, and I think, uh, Eric, you have actually uh, a pretty cool story from Locals uh, on Monday
1: night. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Pretty funny. uh, So I couldn't figure out what deck to bring. The first deck I built this season was, uh, I always play Emerald Steel. So I, I did an Emerald Steel Prince John discard deck, and I thought it was good. Uh, I still think it's okay. I'm tweaking it a bit. I got to play it once, and I got creamed by Popsicle. Creamed by Popsicle. Um, and, of course, everybody knows Popsicle's the, the deck of the day. So I started putting one together. I was running out of time on Monday with work and stuff, so I just pulled up. I had watched uh, Steadfast. Uh, I would watched his video on YouTube. Of his build. So I just threw that one together to play. Uh, I go play my game, first match, mirror match, so almost the same deck, just very, a couple slight differences from the one, version I was running. Uh, and it's a good game. I win the first one, lose the second one, win the third one. So I win the two out of three. And as soon as we're done, he goes, My opponent goes, uh Where'd you get that list? And I said, Oh, it's a YouTuber i can't remember his name it was it escaped me at the moment and he goes steadfast and i was like yeah that's it and he goes yeah that's me <laughs> <laughs> oh I my gosh played oh, the awesome. guy's deck
2: and beat um, him so hoisted by, be- <laughs> by his own petard so shout out to
0: steadfast hold awesome. on were the were the changes did you make the changes in your deck or did he make changes to the deck list
1: he was experimenting with different cards in that list okay yeah. Uh, yeah, put out, squeaked, put out something on, on the video way.
2: that's like 98% there and then he tweaks it more to make it perfect <laughs> right and then that's what he plays with
1: well you know what we found which is what you'll I believe you will almost always find is that if you cannot get your popsicle and your Hiram Flavorshem by turn four you're in big trouble Um, and that's what you'll find a lot with these combo decks you know when I played Emerald Steel last season it was like if I don't get my whole new world by the time kuzco goes down i'm in big trouble uh and so the first game i won because he had no cards the second game i lost because i had no cards and the third game i won because he had no cards so (laughs) that's just that's just how it's going to go with that deck either you get your draw engine going or you're in big trouble so uh
2: you mentioned that popsicle is basically like the the hot new thing the the cool new deck it's really good but we saw At I think there was like three big events, including uh, the the official lorcana event at PAX uh, back east, where Ruby Amethyst was again dominating. Right. uh, Six of the top eight.
0: Six of the. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so, uh, however, they didn't all win those events.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, My thoughts on this and the meta have been evolving quickly uh over the last weekend so i'm anyone who's heard me uh complain before i uh, knows that i was pretty unhappy with the meta in the first chapter uh for the first six seven weeks it was a one deck meta and it eventually evolved into a two deck meta and everything else was useless i know that you'll point to some outlier from some regional 1k where some random green purple deck one I don't I don't care it was a ruby amethyst control and to a lesser degree steel song meta and that was it those were the only two decks you could play um initially when floodborn launched and i saw that there was a new control deck rising the ranks that everyone was excited about this possible control deck, I was like, great, now we have two meta control decks, right? Um, but I'm actually a lot more satisfied with where the meta is at today than I was at any point during chapter one uh, for a few reasons. I think that because of the new draw power that almost every color got, that the... The decks that were just non-viable can put up a much better fight now, including the hyper aggro decks that I I think that you can play a uh, Amber Amethyst and it is a strong counter to the two, both control decks. I think it can work um when before it was just way too risky like to play the lemon lime deck it just like could not survive any steel deck would destroy it and that's still the still the case for aggro right but we have a much better sort of rock paper scissors laser spock relationship between our decks today um there are two discard decks that are viable um both the amber emerald and the emerald steel i think are viable discard decks we have two different control decks that have an interesting dynamic between them i think the ruby amethyst uh does outmatch the popsicle um but it's slower to ramp so the aggro has a better time against the ruby amethyst right now so we have a pretty interesting this deck beats that deck that big deck beats this deck going on right now it does not feel like one deck or even two decks are just so far out ahead and i also think uh um steel song has really been put in check by popsicle so yeah so i'm i'm actually what well, we'll see it's still we still need time to see how it settles but i'm actually pretty happy right now that we have i would say six decks that you could play and you're not automatically going to lose. And I think that's, that's something that's
2: crazy. And I think one of the things that you didn't mention, uh, about why it's actually not as bad this time is that Ruby amethyst, the new version is now a faster deck.
1: Much faster. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. take
2: 40 minutes to play a game.
1: Right. It makes those mirror matches way less painful.
2: Yeah. Right. And I think that was almost the number one complaint was just like, it's such a slog and it's boring to play Yep. against Ruby Amethyst. And it's no longer boring. It's still frustrating, but at least it's not
1: boring. And you could not play the original Ruby Amethyst today. The, the decks are much faster today. Like you couldn't get away with it. And I think that's right. a big deal. Um, and even the Popsicle Mirror matches, they're still just like, my card removes your card, your card removes my card, my card removes your card. Like, but you know, we, steadfast and I had no problem getting through three games and still having some time left on the clock. Whereas my Ruby amethyst mirror matches last season were it, it, it was, sometimes it was hard to get through one game. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think we're seeing that problem so much anymore. And I think that's really good. So, so yeah, thanks for pointing that out.
0: Purely anecdotal, but at my local's, games hardly go into overtime. Like, whereas in set one, it was not uncommon for several people to be going into overtime. Now it's like there might be one set of players that are going into overtime. And and it's nice that it's just moving faster. I think the only thing
2: that's going to go into overtime now is actually Steel Song, Because those Mm. mirror matches, those are rough.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, you're totally right. I think that is the roughest mirror match right now. Yeah, um, at, with, with the control decks, it's just who gets their pieces first, right? Like who gets the better card draw. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this those steel song ones can be can be grueling for sure. I've been I've been testing
2: out different versions of of it because I I've been hesitant the entire time to use a whole new world because I just don't like replenishing my my opponent's hand as well, especially when they're running out of cards yeah and but i'm finding that uh you kind of have to now it's kind of necessary in in steel song in order to to keep replenishing cuz you're playing so many uh cheaper songs and you're playing yeah. them more often and and the more cheaper you know a lot of cheaper characters so uh unfortunately i i had to throw some some uh, whole new worlds in there and i'm gonna i'll see how it goes
0: I have to say, you guys know that I love Sapphire, but that's the thing that I love. That's the thing that I hate about Sapphire's. Their removal benefits your opponent. (laughs) Like In set one, when I played Ruby Amethyst, it's like they didn't care that Hades would come on and banish one of their characters because it was one card closer to getting Maleficent out who would just banish my Hades. Ugh. Yeah. (laughs) And and
2: it's so... Man, I really do not like that... Ruby now has a second banishing character. Oh, Latermain. Latermain. It's so yeah. horrible. Yeah, it's like, oh, come on, man! I want it. Oh, yeah, that's the whole thing about control. You're like, I just want to play. Let me play my character. Let me use it. Come on. <laughs> right. I mean, but having those flutes, or if you're playing something like a bounce deck, having all that stuff that can earn that lore without having to worry about your character sticking around—it's pretty nice.
1: Uh, though I said I'm happier about the meta, I still am on the fence about whether or not Hiram was a mistake. There's still part of me that thinks they should not have made that card. Too much draw, right? Yeah, it's just it. It's unstoppable.
2: I I I was playing a game and I think my opponent ended up with somewhere in the neighborhood of twelve or thirteen cards in their hand. Yeah, and I was just like, I'm just waiting and waiting, and no whole new world came up because I wanted them to dump like. 13 cards.
1: Uh, No, I couldn't do it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I'm not convinced. But if if Popsicle doesn't end up being like, you know, a tier zero deck, then I then it wasn't a mistake. It's okay. It can be checked. Uh, but boy, it feels bad.
0: When you look at the win rates on their published by Pixel Worn, uh, Popsicle is not the best deck. Like it only wins forty five percent of the time. What was interesting to me was it said that uh, Amethyst Steel has the highest win percentage at 52%. And for me, that's not a deck that I've ran into a whole lot. I still want to build that, though.
1: Pixaborn like Data that. is definitely valuable, but it is not, It is. not. it does not reflect the meta. Certainly yeah. not at whatever your local store is necessarily, right? but And especially
0: because you're not playing best out of three. Right. Yeah. And, and, or and or a, on the clock.
2: A lot of people are, are taking, like, you know, every weekend, you know, after the weekend when there's some 1Ks and whatnot, people take those top decks and they start running them to see how they play. And so yeah. it's a bunch of people running the same decks into each other and just, like, regurgitating the results of the 1K, essentially.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I, I I had a good night at my uh, store on Monday. Uh, I I, lo- I went three and one. I lost one game to the Amber Emerald like hyper discard, the deck that won that very first uh, weekend tournament uh, on the first Saturday. Uh, and we went we went to three games um, but you know when that Prince John comes out, you just gotta dump your hand and hope for the best and ruby sapphire is good at top decking and i had a good amount of ink but i didn't draw i needed to be prepared and it just didn't come and that's the really the only way to play against that crazy fast discard deck is to just like don't let don't let them force you to discard dump your hand and just hope you top deck what you need that's kind of the only way to counter it i think yeah it's it's not
2: fun all right so what else uh has been going on what else are we going to talk about for uh for, for tonight's episode because we're we're closing
0: in on that hour the one thing i wanted to talk about was one of your articles eric i was talking about good old hiram flaversham mm-hmm. um and yes it's debatable it's debatable uh how annoying he is i agree mm. but you wrote this in one of your articles and i really like this is something that struck me um, one of Lorcan's biggest charms is its ability to spotlight unexpected characters, and Hiram Flaversham is the best example of that. Who would have thought the fifth-built character in a movie from the 80s that almost no one remembers would be the center of a new archetype, the subject of so much ire at LGSs across the world, and the thumbnail on countless YouTube videos? Not me, and I love that movie. Very much looking forward to a guy called Fluter Flam making me want to tear my hair out next season. <laughs> And for me, like, that's the magic of Lorcana is that these unknown forgotten characters, they do get a chance to shine in the spotlight. Like, they could easily have made, you know, this card, uh, Donald Duck, you know, or Pluto or Mickey or Mufasa or Simba or anything. But out of all the people in the world, it was, like you say, the fifth build character in a movie
1: (laughs) from the 80s. Um, Yeah. Yeah, we go, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I, I agree with me, first of all. <laughs> That's a really good point that I made. <laughs> um, yeah, I that is such a cool thing about this game. Uh, I love Stitch, and I love Robin Hood, and I love all the big characters, but I didn't know or even ever guess or wonder if Huram Flavorshim was going to be in Borkana, L- and yet here he is and he's the maybe the most important character in the game right now that is such a cool thing like uh, the way that this game is going to continue to surprise us like that uh I'm, is what makes me uh really excited about the future
2: it's, it's just so much fun knowing that they can pull these characters and he's like he's not super obscure he's in he's one of the main He's he's pretty obscure, but he's not like, you know, someone who showed up like I mean, okay, the mouse armor item, that's super obscure. Yeah. That's like in the background of like a couple of shots in 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 the Great Mouse Detective. Yeah. So I mean, that's super obscure. But it's stuff like that that is just so much fun. As you mentioned, it's so it's cool. It's so cool that they can bring that in and make it an important piece of this game. And uh I'm just excited to see what other random background stuff gets put in, which characters they highlight and make into Dreamborns and Floodborns that are just, you know, exciting new versions of characters that we think we know. And uh, just the art that is just going to continually, I think, astound us and amaze us with the quality as we go forward and just like seeing just the little bits we get with this set three uh, announcement just seeing all of this little bits is just so it's so encouraging to see that they're just continuing to just make it bigger and better and if they continue on at this level for the rest of the game then they're fine
0: well now that they're bringing in 90s cartoons i mean they already had an unlimited amount of characters that they could bring in, both through uh, storyborn, but also through dreamborn and floodborn variants. But now, if you're talking about every character who's been in DuckTales, or every character who's been in spins or Chippendale Rescue Rangers, or Gargoyles, or Darkwing Duck, like the the possibilities truly are. Like, there's no need to ever bring in. I know this is the popular debate. But there'd be no need to ever bring in something like Star Wars or Marvel. Like this game could go on literally forever.
1: Oh my gosh! I just realized something. Do you still <laughs> have the Do you still have the screen share pulled up? Yep. Yes. Okay, you're looking at the products. Yes. Okay, the background. Yeah. Does this Does that look familiar to you at all? I mean, it kind of looks like uh, a the inside of a tree, but also like a relief map. Do you guys have any of the new promo cards from this season? I got oh. all. I got the Robin Hood. yeah, isn't that the background in the text box? I'm but promoless. I'm not uh, gonna stop stop the show to go look for my cards, but we will we'll, we'll compare tomorrow. Oh yeah, go grab yours. go I'll grab, go grab it. it. I think it is. I think we got a teaser for for inklands in the current season's promo cards. That would be pretty wild. And maybe it's just similar, but the way the lines are going in this like swirly diagonal pattern on the yellow background makes me think that they match.
0: I was James with James. I just thought this was like a relief of a of a desert location or something.
1: James has returned. Uh you are. Correct. Yes! Look at that. Wow. At okay. That.
2: What it's a cool those detail. Swirls.
1: Look oh, at that little cool tease they put
2: tweet. in without even telling us.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's crazy. You're going to have to make sure to tweet that out. So maybe next, uh, maybe the next promo cards for next season will give us a clue about what set four is. Everybody's yes, going to be looking. We have <laughs> to pay attention to everything. <laughs> All right. Shall we uh,
2: go into the ending segments, James? Sure. Uh, that means it's time for Lorcana lexicon. Do we have a word for Lorcana lexicon this week? I actually
1: didn't come up with anything. Diff? 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 What's diff? Uh, So, diff's not a specifically a TCG thing, but you'll hear people say it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like differential? Uh, yeah, a difference or differential. So, like, let's say you play a mirror match and you have a card that's different in your deck versus theirs and you win because of that card, you know, let's say I've grabbed the swords in mine and you don't, then you have a grab the swords, grab your swords diff. Cause mm. that was the card that won you the game. And the there diff I could go. be lots of different things. It could even just be my big brain diff.
0: <laughs> well, that's <laughs> always in your favor there. <laughs> <laughs> It's awesome, Lorcona Lexicon of the of the week. Diff, yes. <laughs> we actually, Eric, I send this to James. There's somebody on YouTube who created a channel called Lorcona Lexicon, and James oh. says, "What is that? What is that saying? Flattery is the highest form of praise.
1: Imitation is the highest form of flattery."
0: There it is. There it is. My brain is not working today.
1: <laughs> well, that's cool. Let's see if they do Diff now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that means, okay, so we've, we've covered Diff, Lorcon, and Lexicon, and that means it's time for Disney Jeopardy, right?
0: I was going to say, we pretty much covered all the news today, so, yeah, Disney Jeopardy.
1: Guys, I've been so bad at Disney Jeopardy.
2: Uh, Did you find some good ones, some really tough ones?
0: Make <laughs> I sure don't he think goes, so. Like, two for I five did... or something? I did find a really tough one, but I'm going to ask that as a bonus question. So I got five uh-huh. that I think are reasonable. Reasonable. Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready? Eric? I guess. Okay. For 100. Uh-huh. And if you need to pull your cards out, you can. Uh, Captain <laughs> Hook has a hook on which hand?
1: Captain Hook has a hook
0: on his left hand. Ding, 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 ding. Hey. Good job. All right. For 200. Name one of the three caballeros that
1: isn't Donald. <laughs> uh Pablo?
0: So so close.
1: <laughs> oh, Pedro?
0: It it does have a p. Padre? Panchito.
1: Pen- Panchito.
0: Panchito Pistoles.
1: What's the other one called? Isn't it Jose?
0: Jose? Jose. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to you because I mean <laughs> you were on the right track. Don't I rode, give it to him. I wrote the riot
1: at Epcot, but I've never seen the movie
0: Championship <laughs> Rules. I'm I'm giving it to you. I'm all right. James is being overridden here. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, for three hundred. Okay, for three hundred. The actor who voices Baloo in the Jungle Book is also the voice of this character in
1: the Aristocats. Thomas O'Malley. Ding, 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 ding. O'Malley the Alley Cat. He has such a distinctive voice. Yeah.
0: Okay, for 400. This is the name of Tiana's restaurant at the end of the movie, Princess and the Frog.
1: Mm, uh. Well, at Disneyland, it's called Tiana's Place. So that's what I'm going with. Is it place or is it Palace. Oh, is it Tiana's Palace?
0: But still, that's pretty close. Yes, it's. I was Tiana's one letter off. It's yeah. Tiana's Palace.
1: Palace, yeah. I said pa- I said Palace. Oh <laughs> yes, you're right. My ears. I told you my brain
0: wasn't working today. <clears throat> okay, this one is a little tough. Um, we'll see. For five hundred, this is the name of the game in which Wreck-It
1: Ralph resides. Oh man, is it is it just Fix It Felix? Is it Felix There's, Fix It? Is it Fix It Felix Adventure? Fix It Felix 2. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Close. What's so what's the name of uh anyway, it's not <laughs> Fix It
1: Felix Senior. Fix It Felix Junior. Ding ding ding. ding. oh did did we ever see felix senior no i don't think think so i don't think so
0: i mean beth might correct me but on the internets that's what it said the name of fix it felix jr that's what it said the name of the game was gotcha do you want to hear the the bonus question here yeah i would never have guessed this one well maybe this movie was originally going to be titled "The Kingdom of the Sun."
1: Whoa, the Kingdom of the Sun, right? Uh, John I Carter. I know. I think I know.
0: It's it's an Atlantis? animated movie. It's it an Atlantis? animated movie. Which one? Atlantis. Hmm. Was it right? Oh. No. Oh. No. It's the Emperor's New Groove.
1: What? Okay. Well, I'm glad they changed that. That's terrible. <laughs> that's not a good name at all. No, it's really not. He's not even a son. Well, I guess he's somebody's son. <laughs> but he doesn't have a mom or a dad. <clears throat>
0: Typical Disney person. No parent. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> sure. All right, let's wrap this up. Eric, if people want to find you, they can find you at The Gamer. And where else can they
1: find you? They can find me. Uh, at, on Twitter, formerly X or X, formerly Twitter, at Epic Switzer. Uh, That's my tweets. Um, I'm also getting pretty invested in the Gamer's YouTube channel. I think it's at the Gamer website or you can just search the Gamer. Uh, we do a lot of Lorcana stuff on there now, too. We've got pack openings. We did a sealed showdown, which was really fun. We opened two troves built our decks and then played a game a uh, bit of a long video, but I think it's uh, pretty fun and I'm going to be doing a lot more of our kind of stuff on there. So, and I do tons of other stuff. We did uh game of the year videos. We did uh, the game awards where we went through all the nominees and picked our choices. So if you're into video game stuff too, um, I just put up a review for avatar frontiers of Pandora, which I quite enjoyed good video game. So yeah. Check out my videos on The Gamer's YouTube.
0: When I think the uh, video you did with Ryan Miller where you're going over gameplay, that's got several... It's got over 100,000
1: views now, right? It's got over 170,000 views. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's, we'll get to 200 eventually. That's like
0: probably 165,000 more views than James and I have gotten on our YouTube channel. I'm
1: uh, I'm really proud of that one. 177,000 yeah, that was a, that was a big project. That was a long time in the making. So I'm really happy that that one, uh, that people liked it.
0: All right. So, and if you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to us on YouTube here. You can follow us on the podcasting platform of your choice. You can find me on the website, formerly known as Twitter at citizens of Lorcana. and James, where can they find you? You can find me everywhere
2: online at Dan Regal, and you can check out GeekShotPhoto.com for links for my wife and I, social media and all that. And thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time.